0: Hello and welcome back to Life Coaching with Mike Fitch. Happy holidays to everyone. Today I wanted to talk about expectations versus rules. Something hit me recently uh, around my kid's first day of school. And after 21 years of education, I did a little reflecting on how I did things as a teacher. This combined with a friend asking me what kind of parent I was a few days ago brought up these thoughts. I am not, nor was I a rule guy. I was what I would consider an expectation guy. I had a lot of expectations, but not a lot lot of hard and fast rules. Rules can be very binding, both good and bad. Sometimes people like the rigidity of rules, but I was never a fan of purely black and white. Of course, at times there's a necessity for zero-tolerance type rules of basic fundamentals of safety, for instance, but it seems at times that rules can be an easy out for those in charge, where they can fall back on, nope, that is the rule, eliminating communication and the need for understanding or empathy, and potentially individual responsibility. Now, I'm not talking about being soft, being a pushover. It's about assessing every situation independently. That puts the onus on you as the leader to make decisions based on all the facts. This is hard. This means you do not just get to fall back on a hard and fast rule and make the exchange simple, impersonal, and quick. I'm not saying that having rules and enforcing them is easy, nor that they are not necessary. I think they are relied on too heavily at times. It takes the responsibility off the person in charge. like. I wish there was some way I could help you, or something that I could do, but that's the rule. I understand the need for rules. There would be chaos and gridlock all simultaneously if each and every situation all the time had to be ruled on independently. But in smaller settings, with employees, kids, students, athletes, I am coming to the realization that there is a distinct difference between rules and expectations. We were asked to have team rules for basketball, and I struggled coming up with this. I could not really identify a ton of specific rules. My process was more like be on time, work hard, dress appropriately, listen, act appropriately. I did not see those as rules. Rather than create a bunch of rules that you were inevitably going to have to make exceptions for, as there are always Circumstances that yield to a rule being bent or broken, which then undermines your credibility, or strictly enforcing a rule because you have to ends up working to the detriment of someone involved, uh, cutting off of your nose despite your face type situation. With expectations, I always felt I put the onus on them to know and understand what the right thing to do was and hold themselves accountable. Now, expectations must be modeled and reinforced as they are more high maintenance than posting a list of rules. There can be differences in interpretations, and that's why you have to continually talk about and address your expectations to provide clarity, defining them clarifying them, setting parameters, celebrating when they are met, and explaining how things must be done differently when they are not. When I was coaching football, we used to go to a camp down in Salt Lake, a wing T football camp. And there was a coach there from Ohio Wesleyan, and I cannot remember his name, but he always amazed me. Football coaches are usually pretty loud, pretty brash. It's a lot about rah-rah in your face, you know, who's tougher type stuff. And this guy never raised his voice. He never yelled and screamed. We got to rotate around and work with different coaches. And whenever we got with him, I was always literally amazed. He would literally just talk. Very soft-spoken guy, and he would just talk to players. And I could see him being a guy that wouldn't have a lot of hard and fast rules He would simply have expectations of this is how things are going to be done and we're going to talk through it. It's going to make sense to you. And this is what you're going to do. And so that that is my correlation there. I was always amazed with him as a coach. He was so um, contrary, I guess, to the stereotypical image of a football coach. I was always very impressed. Expectations really have a lot to do with allowing people the freedom to make their own choices and find their own way rather than having their hand held by a bunch of rules that they constantly refer to to see what they're supposed to do next. Like a checklist for life. Okay, got that done. Now I can move on to the next item on my list, and this clearly defined path will lead me to success. Free will is very important. You don't want to stifle people. You don't want to inhibit them in an attempt to lead them. People have to be allowed to make mistakes. They have to be allowed to think for themselves and not have decisions made for them. If we want them to achieve a high level, they need to own it. Naturally occurring consequences and outcomes will teach amazing lessons if we have the patience to allow that to happen. I think rules are comforting for a lot of people in that it eliminates responsibility. People, for the most part, are not huge fans of making decisions. Decisions require risk. You have to put yourself out there, and there's a good chance that you will fail. But if there's a rule, you are no longer accountable because you simply followed the rule. People want to be led. They want to be told what to do. It is simply easier. Otherwise, you have to take more ownership and responsibility. In my career, it was beyond commonplace that I would hear people, particularly students, say, just tell me what to do. Just tell me where the answer is. Rules are a safety blanket. So as much as people say they may resist rules and regulations, there is something comforting about them. In basketball, we ran a motion offense. The basic concept being there were few rules to it. It was a very free-flowing offense where players were required, hopefully with appropriate training, to make quick decisions based on reading the defense. The challenge being their teammates had to be on the same page. They had to be seeing the same thing and processing it the same way at the same time or it would not work efficiently. It took a lot of time and a lot of practice to get teams to a place where the offense ran smoothly. It takes a lot of trust in those around you. A lot of teams run more regimented offenses that tell their players exactly where to go and win. This is a relief for a lot of players and coaches. Just tell me what to do. This way, there's no opportunity for a player to branch out on their own or get creative. The play says to do this, so I do this. We felt that we wanted players to own the process, to not be limited or inhibited by a bunch of rules. We did not want to teach them an offense, per se, but more, we wanted to teach them how to play basketball. So maybe life should be about teaching people how to live, not how to follow rules. That, once again, brought up a distinct difference in how we did things. We did not coach very much during games. We coached at practice. That was our job. We felt that the games were for the players. It was their assessment, their test, if you will. We were supposed to get them ready, and the games were theirs. Lessons to be learned, good or bad, hard or easy. There is very little a coach can do in a game to teach anything. It's too late at that point. There is too much going on. If they don't know it by game time, they won't know it until you have a chance to address it at practice. Coaches should simply manage games, not try to control them. A lot of coaches did not have the patience to run our system, to use our approach, because it was based on expectations, not rules. The expectation was that you would be a good teammate, not take advantage of the opportunity that such a loosely defined offense would give you to be selfish. In using the system we used, we had to trust our players implicitly. We put the control in their hands, which means we ran the risk of being undermined by having such loosely defined rules. Now, I'll admit that at times, We fell victim to that. We did not do a good job of engendering our players with a team-first mentality. We lost out to individual desires, and our seasons did not go well. But the majority of the time, we were successful, and players liked the freedom that living up to our expectations gave them. And they rewarded us by working ridiculously hard and being tremendous teammates because they felt loyal and a bit beholden to the system and to each other. When you can get people to connect emotionally, you get so much more out of them. If they know you trust them, yet you will hold them accountable. You will give them responsibility and ownership that they have freedom to be themselves as long as it is not to the detriment of the team. They will respond accordingly. But it can be a very frustrating process that requires a lot of patience and trial and error as you have to allow mistakes to be made so that they can be addressed so that you can tailor the system to what will fit that particular group of players and some people simply chafe under such responsibility and pressure instead of looking at it as an opportunity to express themselves and be a part of something bigger than they bigger than themselves They see it as a situation where they may fail and the responsibility could potentially fall on them and that scares the hell out of them. So fear is allowed to inhibit and push people towards safer venues where they can simply follow rules and be freed from the crazy responsibility of living up to a bunch of vague expectations. It would have been a lot easier to just say, run this offense, go here, do that, do this. But where's the fun in that? we had to fail in order to succeed. We had to figure out what we could not do, what our weaknesses were, what our deficiencies were before we could move forward. Sometimes that happened really quickly. Other times it was longer, more drawn out, painful process. That unknown can at times be too much for people to handle. It is a difficult thing to tread water waiting for the outcome to arise. People want to know. They want immediate feedback and direction so that the fear of failure is diminished, as is the fear of responsibility. We have to be programmed to believe. I'm sorry. We have been programmed to believe that failure is bad instead of failure is necessary. No failure means no progress. There is an interesting lesson lesson for parents in here. And if they are self-aware enough, they will know what it is. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your time. I hope the holidays treat you well. See you next time.